0: Good morning, friend. We're here in the OR for Self Brain Surgery Saturday. This is Dr. Lee Warren here to help you change your mind and change your life. Today, we're going to learn a new self brain surgery operation called the Gratitude Graft. It can be a good opportunity to learn how to chop out fear, anxiety, stress, depression, worry, and all of that and replace it with a much healthier emotion that will help build your more positive brain chemistry environment that will help you take charge of any situation and find your way back to hope, joy, peace, happiness, and a path forward out of whatever you're facing starting today. Listen, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And here on Self Brain Surgery Saturday, we're going to learn mechanics of how to get that done. But first, Lisa's going to tell us how to start today. Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. Thanks, Lisa. Hey, so glad to have you listening today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I live in Nebraska in the United States of America with my incredible wife, Lisa, my father-in-law, Tata, and the super pups, Harvey and Lewis. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell your friends about it. If you tell two or three friends this podcast was helpful to you, imagine how much good we can all do around the world together. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'm here to help you change your mind so you can change your life. Let's get after it. Hey, thanks, Lisa. Listen, I know that was silly playing those OR sounds, but I just want to give you, kind of get you started here. We're kind of trying to give you some more predictable episodes on the podcast. So Saturdays are going to be self-brain surgery. We're going to specifically talk about how you mechanically can use the power of neuroscience and how you can smash it into faith and turn your life around and not be a victim of your neurochemistry anymore. Just it's incredible how important it is to understand that you're wired. You are hardwired for negativity. You have a negative bias that's designed to help you stay safe In the world, and not burn your hand all the time or get eaten by the lion, you're you're designed to have these baseline negative instincts and negative emotions, and that produces a negative thought pattern that's about five times more powerful than positive ones. Now, in surgery, in, in neurosurgery, especially, and also in vascular surgery and some other areas of medicine... When we have a diseased or damaged nerve or blood vessel, if it gets crushed or burned or diseased or clotted or or twisted or or neuropathy sets in and and destroys a part of a nerve, then sometimes we don't have a choice. We want that function that the nerve provided, that movement or that, that, that thing that that nerve did. If we need that to be restored, then sometimes we can't fix the nerve. We have to just cut it out and sew in something else. My friend Jay Wellens is a pediatric neurosurgeon. We're actually going to have him on the podcast. He's, he and I are going to sit down and have a conversation next Friday. He's the chief of pediatrics at Vanderbilt, and he wrote a beautiful book called All That Moves Us. It's kind of a memoir of pediatric neurosurgery, and he tells some stories about peripheral nerve surgery and how amazing it is when you have a damaged nerve, and you can chop it out and graft in another nerve and recreate function when a kid has lost the ability to move a hand or, or use their leg. And, and, and it's incredible how you can restore function. We used to do that in Auburn once in a while. We'd have a, a trauma, or in Wyoming even too, we have a patient with a trauma with a crush injury to some nerve, and we would go and grab the sural nerve or some sensory nerve that's not as important and, and move it and graft it in. And over time, those functions would return. And it's incredible how you can see that. And the fact is, you're wired, friend. You are hardwired for negativity. But negativity doesn't serve you well when you're in a situation where negativity isn't helpful. I was in Baghdad one time. I was in the military. I was deployed to Iraq. And and Jeff Poffenbarger, the Army neurosurgeon, and I had a meeting. And I had to fly in a Black Hawk helicopter down to Baghdad. And I tell that whole story in my book, No Place to Hide, how we had to land on a highway and intervene when a terrorist blew himself up and we had to carry him back to the hospital and all these things happened. But during one of the quieter moments my time in Baghdad, Jeff said, hey, let's go walk around the Green Zone and you can see Baghdad, the old historical city. We walked around and saw the shock and awe and all the buildings that had been blown up, all these things that we saw on the news during the during the war before it got deployed. And it was incredible to see the, all the monuments and the history and, and just this incredible old city that had been ravaged by war and the effects of terrorism and, and mania really of its leaders and and then global political decisions to start a war and all these things and we were walking around and all of a sudden somebody started shooting at us a bunch of bullets zipped right past us and we hit the ground and before long the the guards at the gate returned fire and i don't know if they killed somebody or if they just ran them off or what happened but but basically a, a sniper shot at us um and we hit the ground and i remember very specifically when I hit the dirt behind this little concrete barrier, the first thought I had was, thank you, God, that I'm still alive. Thank you that that bullet didn't hit me. And then my second thought was, what do I need to do to be safe? Am I Okay, I'm behind a wall, I've got a handgun, I'm looking around like where could I run if I need to go, where did those bullets come from? Like immediately, instead of panicking and having my hands over my head and curling up into a ball and waiting for the bullet to hit me, I just instinctively was thankful that I didn't get hit and began immediately planning what am I going to do. And then I realized later as I reflected on that moment that that's not a natural Your natural response is not to give thanks and be grateful. Your natural response, generally, your physiological natural response is to be afraid and run away or hide or let that fear take you into a a dismal spiral that leads down to inactivity and peril, right? Because if I just laid down and and not moved and not tried to find my way out, I could have gotten shot, right? If their sniper had been in a position to see where I was and I wasn't trying to get away. I could have been injured. But the reason, why am I so naturally biased towards positive, positivity? Well, I'm not. When I thought about that and reflected on it in, in later years, I realized it's my father. And my father, Wayne Warren, a brilliant man, great businessman, by the way, has a kind heart, loves the Lord. I have great parents and my parents taught me to seek the Lord in all circumstances. And and so But I remember my dad, he was a great public speaker, and part of his job was to travel around the country and teach insurance agents how to be better at their jobs. And he had found the works of Norman Vincent Peale and Zig Ziglar and these early kind of influencers and positive thinkers, motivational speakers, we used to call them of the day. And my dad was notoriously, just, just as a child from my perspective, he frustratingly focused on positivity. If you're having a bad day and you're grumpy, he would say, turn that frown upside down. and He would tell you how many muscles it takes to smile versus how many it takes to frown. And just constantly, you don't have to be in a bad mood. You can decide to feel differently than that. And I remember very clearly some Sunday mornings, I'd be tired or some Wednesday nights after school, I'd want to stay home and watch whatever was on TV or sleep in a little bit. And I didn't want to go to church. We always went Sunday morning, Sunday night and Wednesday night. And I would say, dad, do we have to go to church today? And without fail, he would say, no, we get to go to church today. We're glad that we get to go. We're grateful that we get to go to church today because we have an opportunity to go be with God's people and and with our community and somebody will encourage us and we'll hear a good word and we'll sing some songs and we'll feel better and he'll give us some fuel for the rest of the week. He was just notorious, relentless in his decision to be grateful. And that over time, that, that even though it irritated me as a kid because I was like, I want to be grumpy, I want to be in a bad mood, I want to sleep in, I don't want to go to church, it would just over and over and over, he taught me. But then as time went on and I got a little older and more mature, he kept pointing me toward the Word and all the things that the Word of God says about gratitude and thankfulness, and there's just a, almost an infinite list. I'll read you a few of them. First Thessalonians five eighteen: Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Psalm one eighteen twenty four: This is the day that the Lord has made; let us rejoice and be glad in it. Colossians three seventeen: Whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Psalm one thirty six one: Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good; for His steadfast love endures forever. Colossians three fifteen, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And all these there's millions of them. I can put up there's there's just almost no end to all the scripture around gratitude and thankfulness. And so the idea is the Bible forever has been telling us God wants you to be thankful. And why in the world would God care about that? I mean, obviously, He wants us to be thankful for the gift of our life and, and all the things that He's given us and all of that. But why? What's the purpose of Him wanting us to be grateful? I'm always telling you, if you've been around this podcast for a while, I'm always telling you that whatever science discovers, almost always, in fact, eventually, I think it'll be always, Almost everything science discovers, the Bible's been saying all along. God gave us all this information, even though our brains 2,000 years ago, were not we hadn't discovered enough or understood enough to, to know why he was telling us some of these things. But the reason is, it's good for us. When God gives you an instruction or a guardrail, it's because it's good for you. And even our, our theme verse, our, our decision about changing our minds and changing our lives, or 30 good decisions for September, Romans 12, Verse 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Changing your mind away from ingratitude and towards gratitude is the way that you find happiness and peace and faithfulness and hope and an opportunity to move forward whenever you're in any situation. you got to change your mind before you can change your life now the science backs this up believe it or not the science backs it up tremendously it's been proven in many many studies i'm going to put a link in the show notes to a great little review article about all the studies that look at neuroscience of gratitude and it's just incredible how your limbic system fires negatively it tells you to be afraid to run away to hide to sit to stop to to cover up to 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 run away and and, and not engage, and to be afraid, be nervous, be scared, be afraid. Your frontal lobe can say, time out. I'm going to engage gratitude because when I engage gratitude, what it does is it kicks on dopamine and serotonin, the two transmitters of hope and happiness. And when you see dopamine and serotonin levels rise, you begin to see hope I began to see, hey, wait a minute, that bullet didn't hit me. Yes, it's true, I'm getting shot at. Holy cow, I'm in this foreign land across the world for my family. I'm getting shot at, I'm going to die. And instead of going down that path and just curling up into a ball like those soldiers that, that got killed on the beach at D-Day and Saving Private Ryan, and in real life, by the way, but that scene in the first of Saving Private Ryan, some of the soldiers were so scared that they just sat down and hid, and they all got killed, right? The ones that said, while wow, we made it off the boat, while wow, we made it through the water, while wow, we made it to the beach, while wow, we survived that barrage, Hey look there 's a sand dune up there. If we can just get to that we 'll have some chance. Hey, look at that We cleared the we cleared the uh, bunker. Hey, look at that. We made it right they keep They keep finding a way to go forward and be happy and not happy in the battle, but happy that they 're alive. Find an opportunity to look at what 's happening. find an opportunity to see that you 're still going, and as long as you 're still going. You have a chance to make it through, right? But gratitude is the reason that you can start there. The Gratitude is the reason that you can find yourself there no matter what you're ha- what's happening around you. Right, friend? So here's the point. The neuroscience is crystal clear that when you're grateful, you see possibility, you see opportunity, your mood rises, and your clutter clears away, and you have a better chance to drive forward and solve the problem instead of succumbing to the problem. Gratitude allows you to solve instead of succumb and so when you have a diseased brain that's been been sort of bred on negativity and the baseline negativity has been wired into your synapses and it becomes almost automatic and you can think you can be honest with yourself about this something bad happens do you go down the rabbit hole and say uh, now, my whole day's run. I slept in, I overslept. Now I don't have time for breakfast. I'm going to get to work late. I'm going to be hungry. My stomach's going to growl in the meeting. The boss is going to yell at me for being late. I'm not going to get that promotion. I'm not going to make that extra money that I was counting on. It just, everything's going to fall apart. My wife's going to think I'm a loser. Do, do you go down that rabbit hole? And then when you do, does your mood and your interaction with other people help you or hurt you? Do you have more influence for the kingdom, a better influence on others or not? When you're going down the rabbit hole, Everything's terrible. I'm having a bad day. I'm not going to make it, blah, blah, blah. Now your kid comes in and you're stressed and they want you to look at what they did. Look at this picture I drew, mom. And instead of spending a moment encouraging your child, you're like, I don't have time for that right now. Don't hit me with that right now, right? So ingratitude. That, that giving into the synaptic hardwired negativity leads to difficulties with relationships. It leads to poor performance at work. It leads to more stress and more strain and more dependence on alcohol or more bad habits, right? But if you can break that cycle, remember the, the neuroscience facts, synapses that fire together, wire together. If you can break this cycle and you can say, time out, I'm going to teach my brain how to see. Hope and and see something to be thankful for in every situation. If you can do that, then you have an opportunity to train your brain to make new synapses to be more grateful in the future and that will lead to new possibilities yeah overslept okay i can grab a a banana and eat it on the way to work and i I can take this little shortcut and get there on time and and maybe i can make it instead of being late and maybe my boss will see that i'm hustling today and i seem like i'm I'm really on fire and i'm going to try to i'm going to try to contribute to that meeting instead of just being worried about running late for work right and then what happens and you're a little bit ahead on the emotional curve. You're thinking further down the down the path of, what do I need to do to make sure this day goes the way I need it to go? And boy, I sure am thankful that I managed to wake up at 8.20 instead of 8.45 because then I really would have been hosed, right? Thank you, Lord, for nudging me even though I forgot to set up my alarm, right? And by the way, I've never slept till 8.20 or 8.45 in my whole life. I'm not sure why I said that. My point, if you can interrupt the diseased, anxious, Nervous, negative, harmful, automatic thought. And you can chop that thing out. You can't coexist with it. You can't. It's like when I have a damaged nerve, if I need to restore somebody's wrist drop or something, I can't do that by just sewing in a new nerve next to the diseased one and hoping that they somehow get along. You got to cut it out. You got to chop that dead, horrible, lifeless, hurtful artery, vein, nerve ingratitude anger anxiety you got to chop it out and graft in something better that will lead you to better decision making that will lead you to solving the problem instead of succumbing to the the issue right you solve instead of succumb and you do that by learning to be grateful gk chesterton gk chesterton i can't talk today was a great writer in the last century and he said, gratitude being nearly the greatest of human duties is also nearly the most difficult. Listen to that again. Gratitude being the greatest, nearly the greatest of human duties is also nearly the most difficult. He's saying it's, it's, it's hard. You have to train your brain to be grateful. You have to train your brain to be grateful. Listen to this one. 1909, Chesterton Chesterton said this. The world will never starve for want of wonders, but only for want of wonder. You see the difference? You can have a sunrise every day. You do have a sunrise every day. You have a, a moonrise. You have a sunset every day. There are beautiful stars in the sky right now outside wherever you are. There's amazing flowers and bees and monarch butterflies and birds and migrating geese and and snow geese and sandhill cranes in Nebraska. They're out there every day around you. There are wonders, but you can never see them unless you open your eyes to say, I am so thankful that I got to see that bird right there. I am so thankful, God, that in the midst of this hectic day as I'm getting home from a terrible day at work that you let me see that full moon if you can learn to wonder and be in awe at the things around you, then you'll start to feel better. You'll say, wait, you know this this problem I have in the context of all the other things that are going on. It's just a it's just a problem. It's a problem to be solved. It's a problem to be worked. And I'm going to figure it out. Thanks to God, He's going to give me the the juice and the tools and the people around me to help me figure it out. You know, I feel alone today and I had a rough time, but this prayer wall's out there at M D dot com slash prayer. I've got community in my church. I've got people around me. I'm going to be thankful for that. Thank you for that that uh, flight of geese that flew overhead that just took me out of my stress for a moment. You can graft in gratitude, and that'll take you out of that negative neurochemical downhill spiral and into a more positive and hopeful frame of mind, and you'll have an idea that it might be okay, that there's a chance for it to be okay. G.K. Chesterton said, the chief idea of my life is the idea of taking things with gratitude and not taking things for granted. Friend, if you can graft in gratitude in any situation, you will become more resilient. You will become more hopeful. You will become more automatically positive. You will, over time, learn to overcome the downhill spiral that's so hardwired and ingrained. If you can learn to graft in gratitude, that little operation, where you chop out the moment, I you just have to sometimes say it, wait a minute, this is a bad situation, but it doesn't have to be the end of me. I can figure it out. God can give me the insight and opportunity. I made it through the barrage somehow. That sniper's bullet didn't hit me. And so even though it's true that I'm in a dangerous position here, there's still a way out. There's still a way forward, and I'm so thankful that I'm on my feet and still going, Right? So, learn to have gratitude, friend. It's it's a game changer. It's self brain surgery Saturday. It's a game changer. Let me tell you one example. My friend Daniel Amon talks about the day his father died in 2020. It was a terrible day. It was un unexpected sudden death. Dad just he just died, and Daniel was shocked and in awe and, and devastated. And his mom was sad, and it was just a tough day. And they, they didn't have it, they didn't see it coming. And it happened. And that night, at the the end of the day, when Daniel went to bed, he talked about it on our podcast recently. He's got a habit that he does every night before he goes to sleep. He and his wife have a conversation, and they say, what went well today? And they make themselves go through this process of just acknowledging that even though it was a bad day, my father died today. Some things went well. You remember some sweet moments, some people that were kind, some funny story with his mom and the police officer that happened. He he made himself go through the process. Why? Because every day is a day of your life. It's a day that the Lord has made, and you can rejoice and be glad in it, or you can succumb to the sadness and just wallow in your own anxiety because there's plenty of that to be had, friend. There's plenty of trouble to be had out there. You get to decide this is the day that the Lord has made what went well today. Thank you, Jesus, for those moments. Thank you for the opportunities to be grateful. Thank you that we made it through. Thank you for another chance to to see the stars tonight. Thank you. Or you can go to sleep wondering why it all feels so heavy and hard and meaningless and problematic, and why does it all have to be this difficult all the time? And if you do that, if you go to sleep in that state, guess how you're going to wake up the next morning? More worried, more concerned, more anxious, more stressed, GK Chesterton one more one more quote from him he talked about how every time every christmas when we're little kids we're grateful to those who filled our stockings at christmas time but why are we not grateful to god for filling our stockings with legs he said You see, we lose that wonder when we're children. We're so grateful to Santa Claus and our parents for giving us gifts. And and it's easy for us to say thank you. But when we get older, we start wondering, why is everything so hard? Why don't I have this? Why didn't I get that? Why didn't she say this? Why didn't he come back? Why did I have to have this happen? Blah, blah, blah. And instead, he says, hey, just take a breath. Zoom out a little bit and say, wait a minute, yeah, maybe I did have that happen, but I've got legs to walk on. Maybe I did this, but, I, but I've got breath in my lungs. Maybe that happened, but my heart is still beating. Maybe. Zoom, zoom in and find something to be grateful for. Take command of the, the little space and graft in gratitude, and that'll allow you to take a next step of being grateful about something else, and that'll allow you to take the next step of starting to look at the problem and solving it instead of succumbing to it. Graft in Gratitude, friend. Cece and sang a song called The Goodness of God. Her voice is unbelievable. And I just want you to have this little song in your head as you go through today. They're talking about grafting and gratitude. Develop that habit of going to bed at night and doing what Daniel Lehman does. What well, went well today. Remember all those scriptures that talk about how important it is to be grateful and the fact that your neurochemistry reliably responds and improves when you force yourself to think about things that you're thankful for. This is a superpower. You don't have to, you get to, as my dad would say. You don't have to, you get to. There's opportunity, there's possibility, there's hope. There's always hope, but you can't change your life until you change your mind. And to do that, you have to start today. The gratitude graft is a self-brain surgery operation that will give you the superpower of being able to navigate any hard situation and find the hope in it and the possibility and opportunity in it. CC1 is just gonna to sing to us the goodness of God, and then we're gonna be done. Hope you have a great Saturday. Watch some college football, maybe. I gotta to go to the hospital and make rounds. I've just I've had somebody in the hospital every single day for the last nine weeks. I'm going back in today. It's gonna to be another busy weekend. But you know what? I'm thankful. I have a great job. I get to help people when they're when they're in their hour of greatest needs. I get to see the incredible nervous system that God designed. Yeah, I'm tired. Yeah, I've been operating nonstop. Yes, it's been a stressful time, but you know what? I'm so thankful to be here in Nebraska, to be helping people. Lisa and I are on this great mission. we got an incredible team of people around us, and we can just graft in that gratitude. Anytime we're stressed, anytime we're worried, there's a way to solve the problem instead of giving into it. Gratitude, my friend, grafting it in gives you that superpower, but only
1: You have led me through the fire, in darkest night, you are close like no other, I've known you as a father, I've known you as a friend, and I have lived in the goodness of God. Zona!
0: Thanks for listening. The Doctor Lee Warren podcast is listener supported. Check out patron.podbean.com/slash/doctor-lee-warren. That's patron.podbean.com/slash/doctor-lee-warren. Patrons and partners get free books, transcripts, special patron-only episodes, and more. And partners like you allow us to stay ad-free and keep growing. Please subscribe to the show so you automatically get every episode. And if you like the show, you'll love my weekly letter. Check out my writing at drleewarren.substack.com, Doctor Lee Warren. Get the free newsletter every week for my best prescriptions for becoming healthier, feeling better, and being happier through the power of faith and neuroscience smashing together via self brain surgery. Dr. Lee Warren. Com, And if you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at slash prayer. The theme music for the show is Make Us One by Tommy Walker, graciously provided for free by the great folks over at Tommy Walker Check it out and consider supporting them. Tommy Walker Remember, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today. I'm Dr. Lee Warren. I'll talk to you soon. God bless you, friend. Have a great day.